0: So today, I have the privilege of speaking about fasting and praying for 31 days. Um, This is the third year that I've been given the opportunity to do that. Um, Everyone knows that Pastor Valui and his family are in India. Uh, My name is Jonathan Fung. I'm the youth pastor. And I want to just start off right away for us to think about the month of January, that... For us to successfully fast and pray, uh, we need to have the right heart and the right attitude. That we cannot be thinking that we're going to be deprived. It's not about any kind of deprivation, but it really should be a time that we can have joy and really embrace the Holy Spirit and draw closer to the Lord. So if our heart and our attitude um, is dreading this, it's natural. But we do have a a few days here to kind of shift our attitude um, with some prayer so we have a pleasant experience. And uh, we will see blessings if we do that. Um, As I was preparing, I came across um, a scripture that really talks about transformation. Um, The title of my message this morning is Transformation. Because as we pray and fast for 31 days, we will see transformation. We will see transformation within ourselves, and we will see change in those that we are praying for. So, if you have your Bibles... You can turn to or look up at the screen. Romans 12, verses 1 and 2. And Paul says, And so, dear brothers and sisters, I plead with you to give your bodies to God, because all he has done for you, let them be a living and holy sacrifice, the kind he will find acceptable. This is truly the way to worship him. Don't copy the behavior and customs of this world, but let God transform you into a new person by changing the way you think. Then you will learn to know God's will for you, which is good and pleasing and perfect. So as I was studying this, these verses here, I was thinking about you know, how can we actually apply this to our 31 days of fasting and praying. And the Holy Spirit started to minister to me. And um, we all know that we don't need to sacrifice animals. um, That Paul is really talking about that we need to be the ones that are being sacrificed. Okay, not on the altar where we're going to be sacrificing our lives, but we are to sacrifice ourselves to the service and to the will of God. That as we sacrifice um, our bodies, we are sacrificing to serve others. We are sacrificing to serve the church. We are sacrificing to help others that are in need. And so, when Paul says, let them be a living and holy sacrifice, the kind that he will find acceptable, God is looking for us to be a servant. To be a servant leader. Not to be first, but to be last. And then also, for us to be able to endure this fast and feel close to the Holy Spirit and to have the joy of the Lord in our hearts, then we need to let God transform Us by changing how we think, transforming our mind, transforming our attitudes. You see, church, if we can give ourselves to the Lord on His altar as a holy and living sacrifice and allow Him to change our mind in a positive way for this fast, we will see mighty and amazing things happen within ourselves, within our ministry, within our church body. Amen? Now, we are embarking on 2020. And how many of you had a, had a really good year, a, a great 2019? Raise your hand. Okay. How many of you are looking forward to um, the new year? I think many of us always looked forward to the new year, even though we had a a good uh, 2019, because the possibilities now are endless. The opportunities that are going to come our way um, are exciting. But we need to be also thinking um, what Isaiah the prophet wrote from 4318. For I am about to do something new. See, I've already begun. Do you not see it? I will make a pathway through the wilderness. I will create rivers in the dry wasteland. See, God is already doing something new. He continues to do something new in us each and every day. And so, for those of you that raised your hand, that you're looking forward to 2020, maybe 2019. Um, wasn't a great year for you. Maybe you had a lot of challenges and a lot of trials. Well, God's doing something new right now in, in you. But we have to recognize it. If we can't see it, then we think we may be still going in through the wilderness, through the dry wasteland. Maybe he's already delivered us and pulled us out. So with our 31 days of fasting and praying we're also allowed to pray for ourselves that for us to know what God wants to do through us in 2020 we need to sit we need to listen so this time isn't only for praying for others but it's a time for you to align your heart and to align your spirit with the living God. So let's talk about, first of all, what is fasting? Um, How many of you have never fasted before? Raise your hand. Okay, how many of you aren't really sure what fasting is? Raise your hand. Okay, Um, let's kind of go through some things. I want to go through some things so it's clear, because we really haven't talked about We know what is fasting and how do we really fast and what do we do and are there rules to fast? So let's look at this here. Um, A fast in the Bible is usually um, a voluntary total abstinence from food for a set time for the purpose of devoting oneself to seeking God. That's typically a fast in the Bible. Okay, it denies our flesh from what it wants to focus more clearly on, strengthening your spirit. Okay, so this is the fast from the Bible. Everybody in the Bible fasted, they abstained from food. A lot of times it was maybe a water fast where they just drank water, like Jesus fasted for 40 days and 40 nights And he only drank water. Others in the Bible did what's called a Daniel fast, where they ate um, raw vegetables and raw fruits and fruits. Um, The fast that you're called into um, as part of our church can be a fast that really you abstain from something that um, you have to sacrifice from. So, it doesn't necessarily need to be food. Um, It could be, it could be, maybe you're abstaining from technology for the 31 days, which would be challenging. So, maybe not completely all technology, but maybe for the youth, um, no games for 31 days. Because right now, I know they're looking at my sermon notes, um, which I don't even have online, so. (laughs) But they're looking at something that looks entertaining. Um, Or it could be maybe, um, you know, fasting from, if you don't watch um, any television, so if you're fasting from Netflix or Amazon or whatever, then that doesn't even really apply because you're not really sacrificing anything. Or it could be maybe, it could be a meal a day. Maybe you're not going to eat lunch at work, so you spend that time that you would be eating lunch um, with the Lord. You would substitute that time in prayer. You would substitute that time maybe in the word. Maybe you substitute that, that time just with quiet time with God during your lunch um, hour at work or at school. Um, or it could be maybe you want to give up sweets. You have a sweet tooth, and you're not going to be any, any sweets for that time. Um, you have to discern what's right for you. If you have any health issues, if you're diabetic, if, if you um, are anemic, then you need to take care of yourself and your body, um, and you're not going to be fasting things where you can um, get sick. Okay, so this is something really between you and God on what you fast. So you need to pray. Um, For me, whenever I pray, God will reveal to me um, what I should be fasting, what I should be giving up. Um, I've done it before where I just try to give something up. Okay, I try to abstain for something so I can draw closer to him. And if he's not in kind of the agreement, you know, with me and and leading me to fast a certain thing, um, it doesn't really work out for me very well. It's harder and I usually won't be able to maintain that fast. But if, if I pray um, and I'm um, seeking his will for the fast that he wants me to um, um, enter into, um, 100% I will be able to um, endure that fast, draw closer to him, understand um, what his will is for me during that period of time. So this is a partnership with God. This is a covenant with God when you fast. So there's many ways that we all can fast. Um, It should be something that you look forward to, something that you're challenged to, that you can abstain from um, during the 31 days. Now, your fasting could be different. You can shift it. It could be maybe one week you fast certain things. The next week you switch it up. Or it could even be a daily thing. Um, whatever it works for you, and as long as you um, include um, the Lord and the Holy Spirit, then your fast will be successful. Okay, so, um, so again, you want to use discernment and wisdom when you decide what to fast. Okay, does everyone understand that? It's wide open. Okay, the church, we're not telling you to fast certain things. We're not calling you into a Daniel fast. Um, We're just allowing you to fast and um, draw closer to the Lord through this experience. Okay, so what's the purpose of fasting? Okay, we know what a fast is. What's the purpose? Well, the purpose of fasting should be to take your eyes off the things of this world. To focus completely on God. Okay, that's why we fast. We have so many distractions. Um, right now, during this service, probably by the time I came up here to speak, you've probably had hundreds, if not thousands, of different thoughts, um, I'm sure you've tuned out. We have a lot going on in our, in our lives. We're thinking about other things. You could be looking at me right now, but be thinking about something else. We want to give our complete focus to the Lord while we're fasting. So whatever you're abstaining from, is the time you replace that. It's not the time you gain more time to do something else, but it's that time you spend with God. Okay, so, as far as the 31 days of fasting and prayer, when we were told um, from Pastor Valoui Pastor that um, this is what the, God spoke to him on what we're going to be doing this year, I thought, well, this is pretty, pretty um, intentional. I liked it. I liked that we were actually had something more specific than just fasting and praying like the previous few years but we had something that we were going to target and that's people. And I asked him, I said, um, are we going to be fasting and praying for 31 unsaved people or just 31 people that we know? Um, and he said, um, he, his focus was really that the f- fasting and prayer should lead to discipleship And it should lead to relationships. That God put that in his heart. That the prayers we pray and as we fast to get closer to the Lord should be about the relationships that we're building personally. And that hopefully some of those relationships lead to discipleship. To those people that become a learner of the word. For those people to become disciples of God. And so I started thinking, you know, 31 people, you know, which 31 would I pray for? Or when I've heard Pastor Billy preach, he said, well, if you don't have 31 people that you could pray for, maybe you could pray for just, if you only know one person, one person for 31 days. So I started to really reflect on that since you know we were given kind of this assignment, this mission here to fulfill. And then I just started meeting people that were kind of in need, and without thinking of making any kind of list, um, I wanted to do this a little bit more organically and less structured. And I think we can all do this. Diff- we all do this differently. It depends on your personality. Uh, I'm more of a creative type. And so um, I like some structure, but too much structure doesn't allow me to be creative and have any kind of freedom. And so I just let the Holy Spirit kind of move. And I started noticing that I started meeting people that I started to already pray for in my neighborhood. So in my neighborhood, um, I found out a few doors down, that one of my neighbors um, was struggling with with cancer. Um, And, you know, he's maybe in his early 40s, late 30s. And I was taking a walk, walking my dog, and we started talking. And I asked him how he was doing, because I don't really see this neighbor that often. And he mentioned that um, he had a really rough year. And uh, we talked for a while, <clears throat> and I mentioned to him, I said, you know, I'm going to pray for you. And he was heart was touched, and, um, and I saw him yesterday walking my dog. And I asked him, hey, you know, how are you doing? And he said, well, I just had a procedure. I, I needed to have a lymph node removed because when I went in for a checkup, they thought the cancer came back, and it spread So my doctor said, just remove the lymph node. Let's not mess around. And so he said after removing it, um, they did some kind of um, scan and everything was clear. And so right now he's cancer free. Um. So we talked and he, he knows I'm praying for him still, but there was a different kind of Um, Closeness. There was like a brotherhood with him now. Um, I don't know, you know, if he, he doesn't go to church. You know, I I don't know exactly what he believes yet. But I just felt connected with him like it would, with, like any of the men in this church. I just felt a connection with him. That uh, I believe that this relationship um, will build. And maybe it will turn into some kind of discipleship. Um, a few weeks ago, um, I found out a woman on my 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 street, um, her husband died in his sleep. that yeah, he had a heart attack, and so I bought her a card and I went over to her house to offer my condolences. And um, obviously, she was um, shook up. I mean, she's a very strong woman, um, and we talked and I asked if she needed anything and she said she was good and I told her you know I'm going to be praying for you and I saw that um, she got choked up for a second and so you know, God put her on my heart to continue to pray for her and then just a week ago I met this guy at the bank that lives on the corner of our, our neighborhood I don't really know him that well I just wave at him I don't even know his name Um, But he called me while I was getting my stuff to to go to the ATM. And he came over and he said, hey, do you have a pencil I can borrow? And that pencil that he asked for ended up talking to him for like 45 minutes. And finding out that he's a, a, a believer, he grew up in the church, his family are strong Christians, he doesn't go to any church right now. But he was telling me about what his goals are and, you know, that he's trying to you know, um, buy a house in Oregon, move out of the area, um, you know his plans, and um, I invited him to church. I told him I was going to be praying for him, and so this is all um, in my neighborhood, and there's others in my neighborhood that God has put on my heart also that are in need and so I think sometimes when we start to think about, well, how do I pray for these people? Or how do I use, like, this list here? What do I do with this thing? Um, After God started putting these people on my heart that I ran into unexpectedly and started to pray for automatically, then I started to compile a list. In my quiet time with the Lord, I just asked the Holy Spirit, just give me the names that you want me to pray for so I can write them down. And it took me literally 10 minutes or less to write down the 31 names without me trying to have to think about it or me manipulating or forcing oh who do I pray for? No, not, not that person. Let me cross that person out. Um, no, nah, I, I don't know if I can really pray for them that long. No, God just gave me a list. Now with this list, How I'm going to use this list is, yes, day one's going to be so-and-so. But as I look at the list, maybe the Holy Spirit says, no, pray for this person for the first day instead. And so maybe I don't need to pray in exact sequence. Depends on how you're wired. Um, Some of you may be wired, where yes, I need to know that first person I'm going to enter into my phone. I'm going to get an alert. I'm going to pray for them. And then the second person for the next day. And that's perfectly fine. Uh, For me, I'm going to just kind of see how the Holy Spirit's moving and how I'm connecting with this list. Covering this list definitely over 31 days. But also adding people. So I really didn't include my family. I didn't include people that I'm close to on this list. Um, I automatically pray for them. And they'll be included in my prayers. But these 31 people... Are 31 people that I believe that God has put in my heart that he has something specific for me to pray for them. That there's something that, you know, he'll reveal to me if it's relationships, if it's finances, if it's health, if it's brokenness. Um, I'll know when I start praying because the Holy Spirit will, will guide us because the Holy Spirit knows um, what God um, is thinking and will include me and you on how to pray. So, how should I pray? So, Pastor Willi, um he wrote this book, Resurrect, Not Recycle, praying for 31 people in 31 days. Um, I read this on Christmas It was a short read, 20 minutes, um, 30 minutes maybe. And I think it's a good guide to start. So if you don't know um, how to pray for each person for 31 days, I think in this book, um, he has day one through day 31 that has prayers that he's pulled out from the Bible. And those prayers um, definitely can is a starting point for you for each day. Now, as you pray these prayers in this book, that may lead you to start praying for other people on your list. So in other words, on a certain day, his prayers maybe revolve around suffering. Well, maybe the person on your list for that day isn't going through maybe suffering, but maybe the Holy Spirit is leading you to pray for somebody else that's suffering. Or some of the prayers talked about discipleship. Um, There's different themes and different categories within the 31 days that will help align your prayers um, from from this book. So I recommend that you pick it up. Um, I think this is going to be a helpful guide, and I think it will give you some nice direction. So from um, the introduction, um, I put this on my slide. How Should I Pray? And this is from Pastor Valoui. Keep your prayers simple and sincere. Prayer is about your relationship with God. When you pray for 31 people, you are pursuing and building healthy relationships. Pray to God like Jesus prayed, in places of quiet solitude, where you can be alone with God. I know Pastor Valoui mentioned these things um, last um, Sunday. He mentioned, you know, don't like boast. Don't show off like the Pharisees, you know. He, he was really emphasizing, keep it simple. You know, pray in solitude. Pray by yourself. Pray in a quiet place. Pray only where God can see you, and, and then, you know, he will um, He will bless you. He also said, Pastor Billy said, when you pray, do not use empty, meaningless words or vain repetitions. I mean, we've seen this scripture um, paraphrased in the Bible. Um, do not pray a recycling prayer, but a re- resurrecting prayer. And I never really talked to Pastor really what he meant by this, but my interpretation of this is don't pray a prayer that you pray all the time, that's recycled, that it's like by rote, that it's like, oh, a list of, That you pray. That has no meaning, maybe um, real meaning to your heart. That you just kind of pray a list instead of praying from your heart. That's what I think he means. And then he says, but pray a resurrecting prayer. So a resurrecting prayer is a prayer that brings life. A resurrecting prayer is a prayer that brings change. A resurrecting prayer is a prayer that brings transformation. Transformation. Through the power of the Holy Spirit. That's what a resurrecting prayer is. So don't pray a prayer that's recycled, that you keep using, or like re-gifting for like a white elephant gift exchange that you re-gift. Pray a prayer that's going to change someone's life. Lift them up. Bring them healing. Salvation. That's the kind of prayers we want to be praying. Pray that people will experience the resurrecting power of the Holy Spirit. Learn to pray in a way that God wants you to pray. And when I looked at that last sentence, I was kind of reflecting, okay, what does Pastor William mean um, by this here? Um, Learn to pray in a way that God wants you to pray. Okay, or or how do we do that? Because we can say it. I can say, you know, you all need to pray the way God wants you to pray, but what does that really mean? And when I go back to my main verse from Romans um, 1, verses 1 and 2, it says, Don't copy the behaviors and customs of the world, but let God transform you into a new person by changing the way you think, okay, your mind. Then you will learn to know God's will for you. Okay, so when we know God's will for us, then we know how to pray. When we know what he wants for us, then we know how he wants us to pray. So learn to pray in a way that God wants you to pray. He'll reveal that when we fast and pray for 31 days. So 1 Thessalonians 5, 16 through 19. I think this kind of sums up what I've been saying about prayer. Rejoice always. Pray without ceasing. In everything give thanks for this is the will of God in Christ Jesus for you. And also, do not quench the Spirit. So when we're praying for others, when we're praying for ourselves, we pray with joy. We pray with thanksgiving. We pray without ceasing, which means we have a conversation with the Lord throughout the day. We're not praying like in a room and never stopping. We're praying and including the Lord in everything that we do. From the time we wake up to the time um, we go to bed, that he's included in our thoughts. He's included in our daily um, interactions. He's included in our relationships. He's included in our life. Prayer is life. And we want to be able to include God in everything that we do. And I believe that's how we pray the will of our Father is when He's included in everything and we're not ashamed of Him and we don't have a Christian life and a secular life. We have one life that glorifies Him in all that we do. Amen? Amen. So, as I'm wrapping this up, why should you fast and pray. Okay, because you don't have to. Okay, this is not we're not man we're not making this mandatory for you to come to Santa Clara First Baptist Church, but we're giving you an opportunity to experience something great. And for us to be like on a team, we're a team, we're a congregation, we're a church, we're a family, and we want to partner with God first and Santa Clara First Baptist Church. That's why um, we should fast and pray. To draw closer to God. I guarantee you, you will draw closer to God um, through fasting and praying. God is spirit. Okay, we're body and spirit, but our spirit will connect to his spirit. For spiritual direction and growth that we all need. We all need spiritual direction and growth in our lives. In our lives, in our ministries, in everything that we do. Ask, and you'll receive. He will share that with you. And praying for 31 people will lead to discipleship and relationships. Okay, this is a goal of Pastor Valoui's is that we create more relationships in our lives so then we can allow those relationships to transform into something meaningful where we can share the gospel, share our faith with others as those relationships build. Invite people to come to church, to our life groups, to the youth group. And so, how many of you are stressed out about this? Anyone stressed out? Anyone a little worried? Okay. Our um, new worship leader is stressed out. (laughs) Okay, so we need to be praying for Camille. No, I I think others are probably, maybe, once this hits on the first, okay, or you get behind, you might feel a little stressed, but you don't need to. Because don't worry about anything. Instead, pray about everything. (laughs) Tell God what you need and thank Him for all He has done. Again, if our heart is full of love, if our heart is about thanksgiving and thanking God for everything, then we're not going to have to worry. Okay? Um, Because then you will experience God's peace, which exceeds anything we can understand. That peace that surpasses all understanding that we can never explain. That peace that you all have experienced before. His peace will guard your hearts and minds as you live in Christ Jesus. So I'm going to call the worship team up. How many of you feel um, more clarity about our 31 days of prayer and fasting? Raise your hand. What your um, experience will be like. Okay. How many of you feel you feel more um, like you have a better plan, a better approach how to do this? Raise your hand. Okay. So what I'd like to do is we're going to spend just a little time here um, to pray. And what I'd like you to do is I would like you to take um, this piece of paper um, in the seat pocket in front of you. That says fasting and prayer. It has 31 spaces. And as I was preparing for this um, message. Um, we, we didn't have this, this, this um, form at the time. So I was going to make my own form. And then. The other night I thought well. I told Sharon I think I'm going to do include some prayer because everyone's busy and I didn't write my list until recently and some of you probably didn't write a list yet which is cool so um, if we can take the lights down just a little bit in the house Um, everyone has this list right Um, I want the Holy Spirit now just to minister to you if you haven't Written any names yet. And let's make a goal. Let's let's just write ten names. And if you if you can't write ten names, that's cool. Then just write five names. And if five's too many and it's too much of a stretch, then write a name. So I'm gonna be quiet for a minute. And I'm gonna let the worship team Allow the Holy Spirit just to minister to you. And then I'm going to close this part in prayer. And then we'll end with worship. you already have your list just soak up this time because the presence of God is in this place and he's ministering to our hearts right now How many of you feel at peace right now? Raise your hand. How many of you feel God's presence in this room? How many of you like this experience? So when you pray and fast for 31 days, you need to find some solitude like this. You need to find a quiet place in your home, in your backyard, in your car, somewhere. Maybe it could be complete silence. Maybe you put on worship music. But you need to be alone. If all of you that raise your hand feel the presence of God... And I see many of you are writing names. He's going to speak to you personally by name. He's going to reveal things to you, mighty things that no one else will know. He's going to bring transformation in your lives and the lives of those that you're praying for. So Heavenly Father, we just thank you, Lord, for putting the 31 days of fasting and prayer on our hearts. Help us to maintain our covenant with you. Put a desire in our heart that we look forward to doing this each and every day. And that we hear that we hear from you and that we see change in those people's lives that we're praying for salvation, baptism, healing, finances, restored relationships, rededications. and empower each one of us to share the gospel, to share our own faith story with others. Let this time of 31 days be transforming for each of us as well as Santa Clara First Baptist Church. Lord, we are expecting you to move in a powerful way. And we thank you and praise you for what will come about. And we glorify you in Jesus' name. Amen.